All right, welcome back to part two of the Diamondbacks episode. We had some technical difficulties and got cut off. So this is part two of the Diamondbacks are 35 and 25 as of June 5th, 2023. Number one in the NL West. We're talking Diamondbacks with Patak and Dalton. Ben, uh, how are you since we last talked 10 minutes ago? Sorry, <laughs> listeners, for the technical difficulties. <laughs> well, you know, I was, we, like, the last thing we said was we were talking about Tommy Henry. So yes. I was doing some research on Tommy Henry. And yes. I don't necessarily still trust him as our third starter. I'll say that. So I think we both agreed that getting out, going and getting a rotational arm is what we want to do. There's a stat on, I would, yeah, agree. D back stats info on Twitter is a good follow. Outside of Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly, the numbers are not great. It says 31 games started, 152 innings, 165 hits, 93 runs, 92 earned runs, 25 homers. 62 walks, 102 strikeouts, 5.42 ERA. That's what the pitchers are doing outside of um, Gallon and Kelly. So just not good enough. I think we very much agree. Unless somehow Ryan Nelson, Zach Davies, or Tommy Henry just light it up over the next month and show something extremely impressive. We need a really good number three starter. If we, you know, either this year to contend for a title, if we really are this consistent offensively, the bullpen gets better and we show that how we're one of the leaders in defense runs saved, like fielding percentage, the least amount of errors. We play small ball. Well, like if we can keep all this up going into July, there's an argument to be made. Give, a decent return for number three without selling the farm. So it'll I, number three pitcher by far, we both agree is the bigger need. Yeah. And especially if we haven't had some of the bats that we expected that would stay hot, but we've had some of these other bats like a Gary L who has just been a stud. And then Rivera's come back. And ever since that trade has just been maybe one of the best trades in baseball, both of those sides, killer trades, um, killer trades. I haven't, Killer trades. Hazen just struck gold with both of them. And I mean, guys, I'm, I'm continuously impressed by Hazen. Like, Same. you know, your wife dies. It's just terrible to go through. And, yeah. you know, the Diamondbacks rebuild didn't work out how he wanted, but he just always seems to just keep plugging and do the right things. And it's really hard to find a GM like that. So um, just kudos to him. Props to Mike Hazen. He seems like he is such a he's a warrior for what he's fighting through. I, I, truly amazing. I don't know how we would go on without our wives, right? Like they're our best friends, and I just shout out to him that he's had the strength to be able to do that. I I can't imagine. So Mike, we appreciate everything you've done in Arizona. Um, you really are amazing. And you talked about Lourdes Gurriel. Um, Gurriel's thirty five RBIs are second on the team and second most among NL out, uh, left fielders. He also leads all NL. Uh, left fielders and average slugging and OPS. So Gurriel has been an all-star caliber uh, outfielder. In addition to Gabby Moreno being one of the best defensive catchers, has one of the best arms, he's throwing guys out, and he's a pretty good offensive catcher overall in terms of average contact hit rate. RBIs are decent. Uh, leaves a little bit to be desired power-wise as of right now. He's not really a big power guy, but you don't really necessarily need a catcher to be an unbelievable power guy. I'll take the RBIs and uh, consistent average and uh, being a tough out and hitting for contact. So like you talked about, some of the bats haven't been there that, you know, I am really curious to see how things go when Kyle Lewis and Carson Kelly are back up. This is another talking point we want to talk about. Kyle Lewis was tearing up 
spring training. And now Carson Kelly is going to be back soon. They're both probably back in June or early July at the latest. I'd be curious to see who goes down when those guys come up. Who do you think should go down as of now? Uh, it's it's super tough, right? It's uh, I mean, McCarthy's not playing well. He's, right. he's come up and they've given him a lot of opportunities here. And you really want him to come around. Um, Guriel's a mainstay. You know, he's obviously not going down, but he's going to be a mainstay in the lineup the way he's playing. Corbin Carroll's not going anywhere. I mean, the reality is, is Paven Smith is the first guy that should be kind of on the block. Um, but then McCarthy's probably got to be the next guy to go down if, if Thomas starts coming around. And then when you get Kyle Lewis up and then the Carson Kelly thing is really intriguing because are you going to carry three catchers? The Diamondbacks have done it often in the past. Tory loves having three catchers. It seems like I'm a little concerned with some of the loyalty that could happen I where Marano um, doesn't get the embats that he should. So it's good problems to have, but sometimes it's not great problems to have when you have a, a coach like Tory, who's just extremely loyal to certain guys and maybe overlooks some of these other things that are coming. So, Good issues. It's always a good issue. Can't can't complain about it, but it's going to be very interesting to see. What do you think, Nick? I think it's tough. Herrera is, I guess, good defensively, but doesn't really do anything offensively, very little. Um, so I'd rather just ride with Moreno and Kelly. I mean, you have a great offensive backstop between those two guys. I think you have a lot there that could be pretty impressive in terms of one-two punch. I, I think ultimately they should just carry two catchers. I think they, you know, Herrera's fine. I don't know how many options he has left to go down to AAA, but I would probably send down Pavin and I'd probably send down Herrera or Josh Rojas is really struggling. I don't know if Rojas is out of options. That I don't know off the top sure of my he's head. Out of, out of options. If he's I out, he then they got to keep, they gotta keep yeah. Rojas up. And and just I hope Herrera isn't because you can't trust Kelly's injury history to just be the sole catcher on the, the roster by Moreno. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe you could send McCarthy back down. You know, and then, yeah. you know, you could do McCarthy. Uh, that could be another option because otherwise, who really else are you going to be able to send down? You're not sending down any of the depth guys that are playing a lot, like Perdomo, you're not sending down Rivera, you're not sending down, obviously, you're not sending down Marte or Walker, any of the starters. So it's like, I guess maybe the only other option, which I don't think they're going to do, they could DFA Nick Ahmed and just play Perdomo every day at shortstop. Yeah. I, a lot of my, I think you just keep Ahmed as a depth guy, you know, <laughs> a guy who can play good defense and, I think that's probably yeah, kind of the leader of the lineup, right? And he's he's depth guy. I mean, the reality is Perdomo's going to take his spot eventually, and then Lawler's going to come up and take his spot too. Um, but Ahmed is, and you just think his veteran presence probably does mean a lot to that locker room. And if you're going to maybe go get an arm, he could be an available bat for another team if if they wanted as well. And even though the bat hasn't exactly come around like it did a few years ago, his defense is still solid. His defense is still solid. Um, let's talk about Guriel. Can he keep up this hot streak at the plate? I mean, he's having really an unbelievable year. Uh, if the Diamondbacks, let's say, are closer to 500 at the trade deadline, like let's say they go down and they're like, okay, they come back down to earth and like they're just a solid club, which was still a be decent season. I mean, obviously, we've seen that we can maybe be a contender or a wild card contender, or maybe a division contender so far. 
I'm curious your thoughts if like let's play a scenario out. If some team goes, whoa, if like let's say Lourdes Guriel doesn't sign an extension because he wants like big money and we're not willing to give him big, big money for like a three, four year extension. Like let's say he wants eleven, twelve, thirteen million dollars a year and the Dimebacks won't pay him. Like, could you unload him at the deadline and get a haul, even though he's a rental for somebody? I don't know. That is I mean, I, I was excited when we got him from Toronto because you look at his stats and they're good, but I don't right. know that they're that good where he's hall worthy, even if he's playing really well right now. I, I'm not yeah. sure what you really get back. And it doesn't, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. Like you're you're kind of playing for this. My my strategy and yours too is play for this year with the team you got. And if it works out, fantastic. And if it doesn't, well, you know, the iron strikes in, in 2024. That's when you start maybe thinking about shifting some prospects around and going forward right. if you're playing well. I'd rather extend him just because that way, if Drew Jones comes up earlier or Alec Thomas completely turns it around and he like hits his full ceiling, then you could talk about, okay, maybe you could deal Guriel like one to two years into his deal if he signs a three year. I think right. you got to try to extend Guriel as long as he's not out of control expensive. He's been so great. I, I would yeah, extend him. And he might not be, Nick. Like, yeah, we, probably not. You know, we get enamored with these guys for these six week streaks and then they cook they oftentimes they come back a little bit to the mean and you know, we talk about all oh, these massive deals and then they kind of regress. And right. I hope that doesn't right. happen with Guriel, but um right. odds are that it actually does and and I yeah. hope it doesn't. But who knows? Right. You know, we got We've had guys come through here that weren't supposed to be fantastic, like a Luis Gonzalez, and then suddenly in their late twenties they bloom. And right. you know it, it can happen. It's baseball. It can. It can happen. Uh, Guriel, I think, is a fan favorite. He just has a lot of juice in the clubhouse. He seems to be a guy that people want to keep around. So yeah, hopefully he's less than ten million. He's got the vest. He's got his hair. You know, purple that hair. Vest thing. Have you seen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, now that they stuff matters. After a win in an interview. That stuff matters to a team's chemistry, camaraderie, and having that togetherness. Like you need those guys in the locker room in the clubhouse. So I'm of the belief you extend him and hopefully it's under like nine million a year, somewhere in the seven, eight, nine million a year range for three years. You know, seven to nine a year, I think would be fine. Um, somewhere in that range, right? So um, who should be the next position player that's young up and coming to get an extension? What should be the length of the contract? How many years? How much money? I personally say it should be gabby moreno that's my yeah 100 percent. i mean he's your catcher it's so hard to find a catcher you traded for him try to get that extension now problem is he could be pretty expensive like i know you know i've seen some of the chatter you want him at like six seven mil a year i just why would he do that i guess is my question like why wouldn't he wait for a bigger payday that could possibly come corbin carroll um, i would think that if you're yeah, but Coral did it. You know, he's he's getting how much is it? It's one hundred and ten. But how how much? How many years? Eight years. He. I mean, it's it's Eight still so it's still thirteen something. It's twelve and a half or something a year. Thirteen million a year. Right, but that's that's double what Moreno is, and I know he's not Corbin Carroll. I'm thinking that Moreno's got to get probably ten, nine to ten, if he's really going to lock that in on a six seven year deal. Probably closer in that range. Yeah. I, I I'd be curious if you could try to steal him for six, seven million a year, settle in the eight to nine million a year range. Uh I would I would pay him upwards of eight to nine million a year. On like a six, seven, eight million. Yeah, let's I'm just looking it up. Is eight year hundred eleven million dollar contract extension. So that's what Corbin Carroll signed. So eight years, hundred eleven million. 
the math basically breaks down to what is it 12.5 a year or something like that 13 a year um yeah it's uh he has a club option for 2031 bring the total to 134 million if it's fully extended so uh i you know yeah moreno's probably closer to like eight nine ten million a year and i i think if he shows how good he is defensively behind the plate he's probably worth it like long term he's probably oh, easily. Worth it. Yeah, he's easily. In, I mean, he's he's worth more if he continues. If he plays what he's doing and he does this over his career, he's worth more than that contract. You could hope he's your Yachty Molina, offers. like a a mini Yachty Molina type. That's that's the hope. You know, a mini that like, is that would be, be a great hope. Pudge Rodriguez, right? So, you know that like the Diamondbacks have to build a team like the Atlanta Braves did. I mean, when you look at all the guys that they have locked up, they've they have like seven guys locked up for you know five six seven more years it's an impressive uh way they built the team and that's what the diamondbacks i think have to do so we say gabby moreno um in the future hopefully next year jordan yeah, lawler is up it'll be jordan lawler in the future yep yeah and and these guys like you see them in their org so you feel better about it. it's not yasmani tomas who you're tossing a ton of money at and you're just kind of like doing it on hope and potential you're seeing them coming in and the reality is nick if if you hit on 50% of these prospects you're doing fantastic so like uh, these guys are not all going to come up and be great like several of them are going to fail and they're just not going to be what we turned it out supposed to be. And that's baseball. Like Paul Goldsmith was like a 28th round pick. You know, that's why it's so deep in the draft, but um, the potential is there. And if you feel good about it, like you did with Carol, I think we've seen enough for Moreno. We've traded enough for him. It's time to get that deal done. Yes. It, uh, I would absolutely agree. Moreno is the number one in the future. It will be Lawler and Jones if they perform up to that. Uh, capability you right. know i think we'll though those guys would be the next ones logically up um you know to be determined on guys like alec thomas and geraldo perdomo and those guys you know uh the the, the rivera you know it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out um let's talk about corbin carroll like what an unbelievable corbin. season this guy is having i mean he should be the favorite as of right now for nl rookie of the year he's getting so much love on twitter it's kind of uh, uncharted waters like we're so used to Devin Booker Kyler Murray other of our stars getting like you know kind of some flack online and it's pretty great seeing all the love for Corbin Carroll right now yeah and I mean he just he says the right things right he's yeah. you can tell he's a young kid in his interviews like he's not always quite there with the words um, but he's listening to what you have to say He's very attentive to detail he plays extremely hard you know I, I hear he lifts after every single game. And he makes that a top priority. To winners so. work. And they asked, yeah, I got winners work. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, they asked him and they said, do you care about NL Rookie of the Year? And I was super impressed by this because in this day and age, you know, I just watched Jimmy Butler refuse to pick up the Eastern Conference trophy. And, and to be honest, I thought that's not a flex. Like you worked hard to get there. Celebrate the victories on the way to your macro level goal. Like that's how life works. If you're just going to ignore everything until you reach like this pinnacle, you're not going to enjoy it along the way. But sure. what Carol says is, I want to win it. You know, a lot of these guys will say, no, I just want to win games. I liked he said, yeah, of course I want to win it because it's good for the organization. And for his someone his age to say that and recognize that us for the fans, it matters. It matters for the org for reckonability. Like you were just saying, you're seeing all these things about him on Twitter. And for him to be that young and know that and want it for this org. He wants to be the face here. 
and he wants to do it the right way. And that's rare in sports. It's rare in baseball and it's, it's rare in Arizona. So we're excited. He leads, he leads all uh, NL rookies and homers. He's hitting 346 over his last seven games. Um, he's looking to be the Arizona's first 2020 home runs and stolen bases since 2016 season. He's having, I mean, he leads basically, I mean, he's, he's one of the top guys in every single category, like OPS slugging, uh, war, like every single, you know, average, um, home runs, RBIs. I mean, he's up there at the top. It's him and Outman and a couple other guys. So I think as of now, Corbin has a really good shot to win rookie of the year. Uh, and it'd be, I love that answer that he said. I love that. So who should be our all stars? I mean, should it be Corbin? Uh, Guriel, I mean, the, Gallon, like probably those are the three that Gallon, especially. I mean, I think Gallon's should be definitely yeah. an all star. I mean, I'd love to see four, right? I want to see Kelly. I want to see Gallon. Merrill, I want to see Gary. I want to see Corbin. Like, I think. All four of them have a case. And if we're if we're leading the NL, we should have four guys. Like yeah. I've seen it several years, and that should be the reality. But if if we're bottom tier, unfortunately probably Merrill's left out there because he's just not as big of a name as as is Gallon and Corbin. And then Guriel's got to get the love for what he's doing. So I want to see four guys. And if we're playing the way that we have been, 35 and 25 to date. All-star game comes around. We can extend that maybe five more games. There's no reason we shouldn't have four up there. Right. I think they will have Zach Gallen. I think it's going to be, if I had to guess, I think Corbin's going to get it. I think He's Corbin's going right? to get you it. You want to market him to yeah. Major League Baseball. I think it's name. I think it's because... Think they're just going to look at Guriel, and I don't think even though he's had such a great year, they're just going to say Corbin. It's he's him, he's them. You know, fans have Corbin in their fantasy team, and he's the new hot shiny toy rookie that everyone's going to love to like uh, ogle over and be like, it's he's he's the man, he's the man, he's the man. Uh, so I bet it's going to be Corbin. If I had to guess, even though Guriel probably will deserve. Yeah, it. Yeah, you're I, probably right. I want Merrill. If, if Merrill, if Merrill keeps us up. That's an all-star caliber season. He's having an all-star caliber season, the number two. You know, it's like this dude is pitching great. Uh, he really is a true number two pitcher. So uh, let's hope Merrill yeah, keeps coming from up. South Korea. Just extremely impressive. Again, like this club is impressive. What he's been able to do on the back end of his career, mid thirties, like that doesn't happen that often. So no, really no. cool to see. Local kid too. Local kid, right? Local Desert kid. Mountain. He's our age, but local guy. <laughs> So crazy. So crazy to think that. Uh, Diamondbacks are really, they're fun to watch, guys. They are fun. I was there at uh, the game. It was fun to have some energy in the stands. It was fun to be there. It was challenging, though. There were a lot of Braves fans. That's to be expected. I mean, you know, there's the Diamondbacks have been bad for a long time, but you can kind of tell there's a vibe online. There's a vibe on social media where people are like, they're trying to rally behind this team. There's a feeling of excitement in the air for Diamondbacks baseball. Uh, I think if they can sustain this season and be really good and at least be a wild card team, at least get in the playoffs, it's going to be a long season. We're only in June. We're not even close to halfway done. If this team can stay in wild card contention, ideally win the division, be amazing. But if they can stay in wild card, you know, contention and they can make the playoffs and a lot of their young guys develop and they're going to play, this is the foundation to building the fans, uh, the fan base back, getting people back in the stands building on a great year and obviously if they win a playoff series or something that's just gravy uh because you know the whole yeah. hope would get to the playoffs this year yeah you got to win some big ones like it's 
it's this ASU type of curse, right? If you want people to come out, you got to win the big game when they do come out. Otherwise, they're going to stop spending money on the small games. So the Diamondbacks, even though we've talked about 2024 is probably more their year, we hope it's 23. They still got to win some of these big ones and they got to get the NL wild card to get the fans back in the stands for a long-term period. And I'll say it, that's fair. Winning to pay, you want to pay money for a winning team. You don't want to pay for a bad price. So I really hope, and this team is really, really fun. I just continue to say it. I think it's it's yeah. been a long time since we've had a baseball team like this in the Valley. I, uh, I want to update this Corbin Carroll stat because I just found I was looking for this for a while. Uh, this is of two days ago, June 3rd, 2023. His NL Rookie of the Year ranks. At-bats, second. Runs, first. Hits, second. Doubles, third. Triples, uh, tied for fourth. Home runs, tied for first. RBIs, fourth. Walks second, stolen bases first, average second, OBP first, slugging first, OPS first, extra base hit second, total bases second. Yeah, he's the rookie of the year so far. Like, he's yeah. a stud. That's crazy. And by five, kid who can just blaze speed and freakishly athletic. You love to see it. That play he made Saturday, I was at the game where he, it was a ball hit by like, I think it was Eddie Rosario. He, goes all out and then dives and he doesn't dive across his body he dives or fading away with the glove at the at the ground it was such a hard catch that the whole crowd was like holy shit like it was i mean it got you out of your seat and it was just and he was pumped and he doesn't really show that much look at me he's not a showboater at all this kid is not like he is pure class and hump and humility. He got up and he was fired up because he's, I mean, everyone was like, that's awesome. How did you just make that, that catch? Like awesome. he's the next, ah, he's probably the next guy in Phoenix. Like he, if he keeps this up, he, he seems like he's fulfilling the, the big shoes. Like he could be the next Booker Kyle, like that Kyler Murray, the, the next star in, in town that everybody has a jersey and, and everyone's like, yep, that's Corbin. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason Durant's wearing his jersey. There's a reason it's buy a Booker or buy a Carroll jersey. And I saw an like a AI-based stat that he only had a 1% chance of catching that ball. So, and, and what was more incredible, and as I get older, I recognize this more. As you talked about, he didn't like dive out. He extended his arm there. And how he just, he fell in a way that, it didn't even look like he was going to get hurt, but no, very few humans can do that without like tearing their arm apart. And he did it yeah, and fell like, in a way where he, he didn't like even went, get hurt. He went like down this way. <laughs> and those are a listen podcast. Can't see the video. It was running all the way to his right and extending his arm all the way down, leaning his body over, contorting it and slide. It was insane. It was just like, look it up. Corbin Carroll sliding catch against Braves. It, that, that was a web gem of web gems. So, uh, we we're excited, man. We're excited, and just to think in the future, like, what if Alec Thomas gets it turned around? That kid's a stud in in the outfield. What if Drew Jones hits his potential? Dream a little bit with me, Diamondbacks fans. Like, what? I'll dream a little dream. dream. Like, what happens if? What happens if we build the next Atlanta Braves? Like, what if in three years, two three years, we are a Braves type lineup? I mean, the Braves are stacked. That lineup is stacked. They just got. Uh, Murphy, the catcher, he was from Oakland. You know, they have Marcel Ozuna, who's not hitting great for average, but he's hitting pretty good numbers, RBIs, and home runs. It's like they are stacked one through seven. They, they, their lineup is. We hung tight with them. 
And yeah, and we went toe to toe and you know, they we did we really haven't talked about the series too much, but you know, the Diamondbacks were one pitch away, one out away from winning two or three against the Braves. They gave up a grand slam um the last pitch unfortunately to Eddie Rosario, but they were really close to winning that series and they fought really hard and I think they they battled a lot. It just came down to another bullpen choke, which is a concern, but you know, the team really the team is just it has a lot of heart. And so far that seems to be the theme that they don't give up. And I think they're going to continue this all year long. I don't know how many games they'll win. I don't know if they'll be the division winner, the wild card, but they just fight and fight and fight. And that's all you can ask for right now. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it fun. You play hard. People want to come and see it. And like they say in baseball, Nick, if you build it, they will come. Field of dreams. Well, with that, we're going to mm-hmm. end uh, part two of the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, third of the way plus season update. We're June 5th, 2023. There's some really exciting series coming up for the Diamondbacks, right? They've got a really good one coming up in a week against the Phillies at home. So go out and support those Diamondbacks. We're going to some more games. Uh, I'll be at uh, another one in June. Uh, I'll be at the Rays series in late July. So I'm sure Ben and I will be at a couple other games just because let's face it uh there's not much to do here in the summer when it's hot and uh go out and support those diamondbacks buy gear buy merchandise you can be a part of the future the more you spend on the team the more likely you know the the kendrick and they're going to see that the fans are behind it so we really can be the difference to hopefully extending a long core of good young players yeah, look up the summer deal. It's a fantastic option for your family. You get a lot of different opportunities to see this team play. Um, as Nick said, it's one of the cheapest. It is actually the cheapest in, in the entire MLB for this option for for you to go yeah. see these fun guys. Um, yeah, as great. Nick said, they're the answer backs. They play hard. They're a good team to watch. It's the next team to get behind. If you if you love the organic built 2020-2021 Suns, this is what's happening with the Diamondbacks. So hop aboard. Yes, absolutely. Wax Mac, we love our Diamondbacks. Uh, and let's go D-backs. Let's go Snakes. Snakes nice. Snakes nice. That's what I'm uh, always saying on Twitter. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see you around uh, on the podcast. Like always, we appreciate all of our listeners. And uh, drop us a, a, you know, a like, a subscribe, share it with your friends. We really appreciate all your support. Yep. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate you listening and tuning in. Take care. Everybody have a great rest of the week.